For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NXT TakeOver 31. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and making his triumphant return to the show, Matt Morgan. Mr. Morgan, the blueprint, how are you feeling? Uh, better. I was in the hospital. I had a, a food poisoning. Oh, good luck. Um, and honestly, we're still waiting on my, uh, um, not to be completely gross with everybody, but still sample to get returned to tell us what type of food poisoning it is. Because um, if it's like salmonella, which the, the doctor thinks it is, it'll last, it lasts longer than normally. Yeah. If you get food poisoning, you just throw up like I did. It goes away, generally speaking. In a couple of days, sometimes three days, but this is something that's been killing my stomach for like a week, maybe. Wow. But these last two days, since I've been on the medicines they gave me, I've been much, much, much better. And I had to go back to the emergency room to get an IV bag put in me because wow. it dehydrates the crap out of you. Yeah, no, Quite absolutely. literally. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you have any idea what the culprit was? I don't want to blame a certain oh. franchise fast food chain that I shouldn't have been eating at. Wow. Um, Because my coach is watching this, and I don't cheat on my diet, and I did here. And this is a lesson learned on not to do it ever again. But uh, I don't know that, though. It was Arby's. It was Arby's, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Poor Arby's. Oh, man. Arby's, that was fast food. That was always like my shame eating of fast food. And fast food is shameful overall. But something about Arby's. Five roast beef sandwiches for five bucks. It was a good deal. Pile on the melted cheddar cheese and the Mm -hmm. horsey sauce and the Arby sauce and be hating myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I had to stop eating meat. Like, because, yeah, just Arby's, man. And curly fries. Curly fries sound like such a good idea. And then you finish them and you're just like, what have I done? Who am I? I don't even know myself. And they had had curly fries back when I was in high school. When curly fries were new. That was was my introduction. It's true, you know. I had those in like 20 years. We lived through the introduction of hip hop, the internet, and curly fries. I think we've seen some shit. (laughs) But regardless, good to have you back, Matt. Uh, I hate to say this curly fry discussion might be more interesting than much of what we saw on Takeover tonight. Um, Your Uh, your opening thoughts, Matt. What I shared with you guys when we first uh, called, Um, I was disappointed. It felt it was very boring. I hate saying that. Like, NXT is the top two show for me. Um, but this was, and a lot of it's the main event, if I'm being honest. Wow. That main event was very well executed, though, as far as in-ring wrestling goes. Telling a story, psychology. It was all there. But I would have went the opposite route with this. Because Kyle O'Reilly is the BJJ, BJJ guy, I would have let him. There's no way on God's green or Finn Balor should have been out Matt wrestling him. No. That is his thing. That is O'Reilly's gimmick. That's his deal. I would not have done that if I was Kyle O'Reilly. I would have said, yep, I get you're the champ. But by the same token, this is my thing. This would be like me getting in a ring with another wrestler that's five foot ten, who wants to start doing tackle spots with me and me having to bump and feed for this guy. Like, <laughs> no, brother, I'm the giant here. You're the little guy, and we're going to continue to do that. Um, 
But it doesn't mean Finn Balor shouldn't be able to wrestle with him either. But what I mean by this is I would have had Finn running. I would have had him doing and creating the action and the movement of this match that it desperately needed. Desperately. This match needed movement. And I would have used Finn's athleticism to create it. And then when you want to slow it down and do things like that, then fine. Then then let O'Reilly take back over and out-wrestle him on the mat, but more importantly, be able to get out of everything. He should have been able, in my opinion, if you wanted to shine him properly, Hmm. there shouldn't have been anything that Finn Balor could have had for him that he could not get out of. Again, he's a a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert. That's the name of the game, is being able to fight up from your back. Mm -hmm. And when somebody's on top of you, grounding and pounding you and doing whatever, it's your ability to get out of that. It's super impressive. I'm always impressed by BJJ guys because I I would just wig out. As soon as I get hit in the face, that's it. Game over. I'm losing my plea. <laughs> and whatever. I wouldn't have the patience that these guys have. So I would have told that story and created the movement much more with Finn Balor. Yeah. I mean, and the wrestling was great tonight. I think it booking, was. no, no titles changed great. hands. Uh, I mean, I felt like this would have been a very, very good episode of NXT on Wednesday, what we saw tonight. Yeah, I just felt like it was hard to care. Like when I'm watching these matches and I'm like, they're doing everything they should be. It's a great match, but I do not care. I don't care who wins. Kyle O'Reilly is not uh, at that level yet where you're um, deeply invested in him as a character. I did want to see him win for what it's worth. Um, But uh, I think his character takes a hit here because they made it seem like he was going to win. Yeah, too much. Although, so, and and that was the thing. I, I wanted him to win, and Adam Cole turn on him. So you have oh. a storyline, like something big happened. Ooh, you know, something interesting. Big. Ridge Holland coming in, just dumping Adam Cole. Uh, everybody's my talking wife, about Ridge Holland. My, my wife goes, "Who's the dude with the vest, sweet vest?" <laughs> I go, it was like, waiter? "Yeah, it's like the know. waiter. Like he forgot something. It is what it kind of felt like. It just, it just didn't connect." That. Is the definition. Wrestling fans, you ever hear wrestlers on their different various podcasts? They talk about a fart in church. That's the definition of it. What you witness <laughs> at the end of the NXT tonight. Or a stabbing after a shooting. I feel like NXT, like Timothy Thatcher was one of those. Like they really made it seem like Timothy Thatcher was a big deal, but it just didn't, he hasn't connected with the audience. You have to have charisma at some point. At some point, yes. you could you could tell people that they're a big deal, but at some you know people know who is Karrion Cross was right. Uh, yes. People cared about that match with Keith Lee because both big those time. guys. Well, and like you said, okay, so I mean, here's what we're up against. Six weeks ago, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross yeah, for the NXT Championship. So Keith goes over to Raw. Uh, Cross is out with an injury. Think about before that, we had NXT Takeover in your house. We got Halloween Havoc, uh, which is not going to be a pay per view, but that's going to be a Wednesday. Show was that correct, or is that oh, going to be a paper? They say it was a Wednesday. Who cares? What's, uh, your, they, point, is, What's your point? Well, though? my point is Sorry. this felt like so. If you tell, and it is going to be a Wednesday because I'm seeing Wednesday, October 28th. I believe that was the date, but okay. that feels more to me. That feels like a pay per view. Uh, take over 30 felt like a pay per view in your house, felt like a pay per view. This just mm. felt like great talent mm. having great matches, yeah, but on a TV this, show. Yeah, this is a transitional time for NXT, and I hate to say that, but look, Bianca Belair's gone, <laughs> Mia Yim's gone. Mercedes Martinez is gone. Yeah, if this was any roster, if this was SmackDown, let's say Raw, let's say even any any show, I don't care. I would say okay, yes, they would have the they would have bare uh, what's the old saying, bare um, ca- uh, cupboard, so to speak, left over, right? Not NXT. NXT is a pipeline. It is a factory 
of turning out stud after stud after stud after stud wrestler, both female and male. Um, so that's their fault for not having these talents ready. Yeah. And Finn Balor is a former universal champion. So the first universal champion, he technically should be able to carry the load just fine. Um, do you know what I mean? Although if you would have told me six months ago that the NXT title match at a takeover in six months was going to be Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. It's probably what I would have expected tonight. It's going to be a great match. Uh, they're both great competitors, but unless the right. storyline is riveting, I don't see this being an all-time classic main event. Oh, it was no. a very, very, very good match. But even at yes. the end with Finn raising Kyle's hand, he went the distance. This was more about Ridge Holland attacking Adam Cole with the story. I felt like they did more with, with that setup there. There was more heat with that end tag than there was with the build tonight between Kyle and Finn. And that's not a great thing. Yeah. Okay. It felt like Kyle was done after this match was over. Like they, it was he was a temporary, quick, uh, just a, giving something for Finn to do, and now they're moving on. And uh, it, it wasn't like a real push of someone, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, Pranishaw with a two dollar super chat saying, "Hope all is well, Matt." Unabomber Burns, you. calling you uh, your favorite to be referred to. <laughs> Said, "Glad to have you back, Morgan." Thank you. So it's Good like buddy. he's your football coach. Uh, Jason Scabrera is uh, saying, I agree with Raj. I thought the same with O'Reilly winning and a cold turn. A lot of the show I struggled with, my care factor meter was quite low today. And I think, uh, yeah, I thought that was the problem with it. Kronosha uh, also saying, happy to see Ember back and Tony coming to NXT. We'll get to that. Women's roster is stacked. Best, best women's roster NXT has. And Halloween Havoc returning. Those were all, all positive. Honestly, and I wish Halloween Havoc then- was returning for the main roster. Thanks for bringing those up uh, to that to that viewer. Um, there were positives there. There definitely were. Um, but overall, you know, you always go with your main event. And so that's your lasting impression on the show you just watched, especially a match that goes that long. So that's why we're a little negative. I, I'm just being a little negative on it, I should say. Um, but, yeah, there's some good parts, and we'll get to it as we go through the show. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot to uh, talk about tonight. Uh, Justin Lopez, do we get his uh, $5 super chat? I agree, Matt. I thought Finn got too much offense into the point. I thought Kyle O'Reilly was going to win. The finish was basic and it, anticlimactic. It, 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 Justin, it wasn't just that he got more, too much offense. It was he was out Matt wrestling. And the one thing that Kyle O'Reilly is supposed to be able, be able to do better than anybody, they took it from him. I No. No, there's a thousand other ways Finn could have beaten him. Not I, I out gotta, wrestling him on the mat. I got to bring this up. Super Elite. So Raj <laughs> says he wants fresh and new thing, but only idea he gives is the same old thing. Turn on your guy. Turn on your teammate. That's stale and been done a million times. It's how you do it. Well, hey, it, I just like want to point out. They say whip. there's seven plots in movies, right? Like boy yeah. meets girl, uh, well, enemies, whatever. Yeah. It's the three man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself. Right. It's how you, Seven I mean, plus, Roman yeah. versus Jay has been fantastic because of how oh, they've yes. done it. And I want to point this out about Raj repeating the same critiques. Four years I've been doing this podcast. I've been hearing Raj say they need to bring back Great American Bash and Halloween Havoc. And you're welcome. <laughs> right. uh-huh. That is true. Uh, I, I do want Halloween Havoc back for the main roster just because. Eh. But come on, Shotzi Blackheart's going to host it. And I love that she was all over the promo. This is going to be so good. That'll be work. so good. Yeah. That'll be cool. 
I'm going to watch. I don't even have to watch Wednesday nights. I'm going to watch Halloween Havoc. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Midnight Toker is saying this takeover had no build. I felt the same way. Yeah. I, I had to remind myself what the matches were tonight. Ex well, except for the Adam Cole match. And they started I mean, off the, hot. Uh, the Finn Balor match. I mean. So they started off hot in two ways. One, we're at the Capitol Wrestling Center, which is the new name for the Performance Center uh, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, they gave it a bit of an overhaul or revamp. We've got Thunderdome-style screens around the ring. We had fans there in pods. Uh, we had commentary doubles tonight, at least for two of the three commentators. <laughs> that was the uh, weirdest thing. It was they, weird. They, they, they look nothing like uh, Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett. One of them looked like Sasha Banks, the commentary stunt double. And then the other one was just... A regular, regular white dude. It was just, it was so weird. Well, at least it was still the comment commentary team, uh, you know, that we were accustomed to hearing, uh, which was good. But no, I, what'd you think of the Capitol Wrestling Center, man? Why are they calling it that? That's a throwback. Yeah, Vince, Vince Seniors, he, the original company that WWF was, it was WWF at the time was under was Capitol Wrestling uh, Corporation. And so it's kind of an homage to Vince Senior. Oh, okay. And then that became Titan. Vince bought it, turned it into Titan Sports, which is Titan Sports. WWE. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. it looked better than Full Sail, I thought. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that it's different. It's a good look. Full Sail was getting kind of played out. Um, I don't know. I'm th so Bear Hudson, ten dollars, is saying I disagree. I love the pay per view and the new look in the arena, plus the return of Ember Moon and Tony Storm. It's so easy to bash NXT. They're going through transition with Keith Lee gone and a lot of talent leaving, and I agree with that. And NXT has this problem. But that's it's, that's ongoing. That's all. And that's not case. their fault. I mean, well, one injuries happen, and two, no. I mean, it's got to be frustrating for Triple H to be like Vince can just raid my talent at any time. Yes, it must be frustrating. But I can give I can list so many times NXT's history that we saw stud after stud after stud come into that place and then leave. And guess what happened? A Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn showed up. And then when they left, guess what happened? Then the yeah. next uh, people showed up. So right. I don't buy that with this, with this brand because this is a stacked as bleep brand. I argue more than Ron Smackdown even. I know that sounds crazy, but yeah. it's my second favorite show, if not my first favorite show. But they've had some dips. I mean, the like when Bailey left, there was a bit of a dip in the women's division. When Oscar left, uh, they've had to the rebuild. That's fault. That is their. I know. Fault. That yeah, is their writers' fault. Yes. For not getting this stuff, not getting these talents ready. Instead of just bringing in a guy from the Indies like Samoa Joe out of left field, and or, 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 or Nakamura or whomever, Bobby Roode, and all these awesome surprises. He's T three. Yeah. All these surprises they kept being able to stack the deck with. You guys got to create your own too. No, because I know. Well, that you have them out there still. They're, yeah, they're running out of people that they could just bring in. Because that you, you're absolutely right, Matt. They would, you know, knock them around when he was done. Then it was Samoa Joe and then Bobby Roode. Mm -hmm. Like they kept, they kept rotating that uh, that field. And now when people are under long term contracts, now you don't have that same pool that you could you can really pull these guys from. You got to build your own stars. And if you're just anyone that's getting over is being sent to the main roster. Well, that's well, your own doing. And they can do it because they do it with the women's division, Glenn. So they can mm -hmm. do it. No, I agree. And, you know, it's funny. I always make the SNL comparison with NXT. But there was a time in the early 2000s yeah. where NBC, try NBC tried to have it in the contract for SNL that if you get over on SNL, NBC can take you off of SNL and just put you on a sitcom. And Lauren Michaels put his foot down. I was like, no, you're not rating my cast. 
to wow. spin them off into stuff in their network. Like we need to keep consistency and strength because it takes so long to build up these stars. And once we have them, we need them. I think Triple H needs to do the same. But uh, I would also argue mm-hmm. this. Uh, to, is not a priority. We well, always got to remember that it gets a third which of the is a audience shame. of Raw. I know it's the fourth, fourth uh, rated of the major wrestling shows. Which, yeah, it's the least watched wrestling show uh, of the well, two major brands. Yes, well, call me a dumb mark because it's like my favorite of the WWE shows. So the SmackDown is right on its heels for me. For me, it's the With least Roman storyline. I prefer Raw over NXT personally, just because NXT it just really dreary. It's dark. The look is just so. It just it just doesn't do it for me. Okay. It's just I mean we all have our personal preferences, but NXT is just not. I I, I prefer AEW over NXT by a mile, and then uh, oh, yeah. you know SmackDown but, AEW usually it's uh, between those two for me usually most weeks. But let me also make a comparison. SmackDown is really uh, good. Let me make a comparison to something here. Uh, when you're starving for good wrestling content, and NXT is one hour a week on the network. And they're it's, takeovers. It's t- four, four, no, no, no. When they're ta- we're takeovers four times a year. You're starving for content. Somebody throws you, you know, you're like you're starving for food. Someone throws you a cracker and you're like, oh, this is the best cracker I've ever had in my life. This is so good. But then you eat those crackers for two hours a week on the USA Network. Takeovers every other month. And to quote Eddie Murphy, these are just regular old crackers. After a while, it's not as special anymore. <laughs> Matt Morgan just got what I was referring to. <laughs> Matt Morgan just got what I was referring to. Uh, but no, but it's true, though. NXT used to be so special and so rare. And now we live in this indie-rific world where uh, AEW is killing it every week. Uh, former NXT stars have gone to Raw and SmackDown. I would argue NXT has succeeded in its mission. I, NXT has actually changed professional wrestling by taking that indie style of wrestling and bring, putting it on a major and scale. Give, and giving it a showcase. That's, I'll agree with that. Yeah, but the problem is now, how do they keep reinventing and topping themselves? And there's going to come a time, and we've seen this. We've covered, of the takeovers, we've covered probably 20 of the takeovers on this podcast, and there have been dips. I don't know, because I don't think there'll ever be a day where Vince is going to let Hunter put his foot down and keep, you know, like Keith Lee at NXT or keep Samoa Joe at NXT. Although, in retrospect, I'll be honest, I think that would have been good. To keep Joe Nakamura, Rude. Can you well, imagine what that roster would look like right now? Those talents yeah, we and saw tonight—they're not tonight, doing anything on the main roster. Wouldn't even get dark matches on that yeah. card. Yeah. Uh, Midnight, uh, I'm sorry. I was going to say. No. I was going to say Midnight Toker right. with Super Chat saying the takeover had no build. That's the other thing. This felt just sort of arbitrary. Like I guess we'll do a takeover. Caden saying, "What did Rod Raj just say? Raw's better. I I find it easier to watch. I don't think it's better. Raw's uh, easier to watch. Three hours Dude, of with the Raw underground. NXT has no stars. It's just with retribution. Raw is easier to watch. Yeah, Raw hurts. Like it hurts it my does. soul. Oh look, I I so is NXT. <laughs> NXT is a bunch I mean, of uh, you know guys with no charisma." <laughs> For the you most know, part, outside of Adam Cole. You know, <laughs> Matt, that, may, maybe it's not are, such a... That are doing their moves, which is great. You go do your moves. But as far as interesting storylines and characters, there are none on NXT. They had it with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. That was about it for uh, <coughs> for this whole year. You know, Matt, maybe it's not such a bad thing if Ross doesn't want to do this podcast that much. This is why <laughs> I don't do the Wednesday podcast. Because I can't. I don't like NXT. <laughs> 
you up. <sighs> I was trying to get Justin to do tonight. He couldn't do it. <laughs> That's great. Like I love. I love. Could you imagine if you went to a comedy show or a concert? And the person you came to see came out and was like, if I could have got someone else to be here and take my place, I wouldn't be here. That's why I'm here, because no one else would show up. Oh, Think about that, audience. Uh, Spaceman584, first time, long time. Thank you, Spaceman. Thank you. That's what I love to hear. Thank you. Um, no, but look, to, again, tonight wasn't bad. It's just, uh, I've, I've made this analogy before, it's the least nice mansion in a very fancy neighborhood. It's still a mansion. Has anybody made a nice super? This is this is true. Has anyone made a super chat to do the first match yet? No, oh, I was chatting <laughs> no? the channel. We, you we should probably start the show because you're we? out for the week. Lots of who cares? Move on. And responses of why would you ask that question next? <laughs> Affecting it, man. Affecting it. Oh, uh, we actually started hot tonight. Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest for the NXT North American title. Um, would I actually this was good, Raj? Would, yeah. Raj, what was your heat with this? This was really good. I like Damian Priest. I'm I'm bored of Johnny Gargano. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question because you're talking about charisma. Do you think Gargano has not been shown charisma lately? No, he seems like uh, your goofy friend that you know. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like just uh, <laughs> the guy that'll that'll drive you around and you kind of pick on him. I don't know. I don't. Not, not that I pick on him. But... I hope actually, high school kids, friends are watching this. I went to high school with a dude that I swear to God looked and acted just like Johnny Gargano. And yes, he was not cool. He doesn't come across a, a larger than life stars. These people, I know some people right now in the chat are losing their minds over what I'm saying. But yes. uh, let me know who comes across as a larger than life character and large than life star, and and then we'll talk. Well, but and by the Johnny way, Gargano is not not. And, one I, of and I knew my Johnny Gargano esque friend was not cool because he was hanging out with me. That's how I knew right. he wasn't cool. Yeah, someone I someone I'd be friends with. <laughs> Priest. Priest, Priest is, though. Priest. Priest screams money. He screams yeah. main event money. Priest is going to get he's going to be the Baron Corbin in, in, on the main roster where Vince is going to keep giving him he's going to keep him in the mix. He's got the he's look, awesome. he's got the size. He's he's going to be, you know, kept it up in that time. I I'll league. be honest, I haven't been feeling the Gargano heel turn. Um but tonight was my first I, I like this. I, I like this match a lot. I, I did. I thought this was good. No, I don't know. I thought the match. I, I thought every match tonight was good or great. Um, again, it comes down to stories and characters. And as far as stories and characters, if you watch, you know, me growing up, uh, Hogan, Andre, Undertaker, Rock, Austin. When you when that was what you got uh, uh, became a fan of, and this is what you're watching now. It's it's just not the same. I I think I've told you guys this, and 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 it's. Crazy because I'm a former wrestler. You think this would not happen to me because of the fact I grew up and was trained the right way on work a body part in the match, tell the story, go back to that body part, make it a part of your finish if you could, um, and, and really try to create, you know, art out there, if you will, right? Of working with psychology in every single match and setting it up with promos and have larger than life personas. Right. This is all true. By the same token, though. There's so much of me over the last few years when I watch these shows now and I see the way wrestling is going. There's part of me that wants to be the old bitter wrestler going, these kids don't know how to work. What the hell are they doing? They're going to kill themselves out there. But 
there's a bigger percentage of me I'll argue now that watches this and the athleticism of it. And I just sit back and go, okay, so they're not going to be doing my kind of wrestling that I was trained on, on working a body part, working a hold, and telling a story, a shine, a heat spot, or cut off rather, the heat, a babyface comeback, false finish, false finish, false finish, finish. Um, that's just not necessarily how it's done today. It's much more right to the guts of it and super athletic. And I've found myself being conditioned as a fan watching it now mm-hmm. and almost being okay with it and being super impressed by the athleticism. Does that make sense? I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think if, if, if wrestling was still popular, like if, <clears throat> if it was bringing in uh, – and granted, we can't compare the viewership now to what it was in the Attitude Era. You know, viewing habits have changed and everything. But you know when something's popular and it's not. If wrestling was we a know big it's not deal, as if it was mainstream. What's yeah. up? But, but that's not, but that's not, we're not saying, I'm not making the argument on, is this style going to draw money or not? I'm just saying Matt Morgan has the mark watching it at home right. on television. Yeah. You yeah. know, the fan in me watching <clears throat> My sure. fandom has changed on how I watch the wrestling with today's wrestling, I think. Right. And I'm okay more times than not. Uh, you know, and again, the wrestler in me doesn't want to admit this, but it's true. And yeah. it's watching today's wrestling and these, athlete, these athletes go 100 miles an hour out there and do all this crazy right. shit I could never do athletically. And being like, holy crap, did you see that? You know, yeah. right. when I watch it. I, I, just, I just feel like the audience keeps decreasing and decreasing. So you're catering well, more and more to Can I give you an analogy? Real, here's a good analogy for sports fans. Um, the Golden State Warriors, they changed the game of basketball. Uh, Steph Curry doesn't get enough credit for this, and he should. He changed the game of basketball with you do not have to have a center in order to have a dominating NBA championship team. If you can get shooters out there that can shoot the piss out of the ball, you can win a championship now. You could have undersized, super-duper tiny, scrawny, short guys now. But if they could shoot the ball... That is the the craze of the league right now. There's no defense being played. It's just a late, you know, type of phantom defense being played. It's all offense. It's all shooting, 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 shooting now. Now there's NBA purists that are like, where's the defense? Where's the block shots? Where's the where's the big center in there? Where's the power forward? There's no such thing as a power forward today. They're called stretch forward. They yeah. shoot threes now. Um, it's evolved. And I feel like wrestling's done the same thing here, and for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean, again, I just think if, if, if we saw the numbers, if we saw the good wrestling is what's drawing, uh, you know, I'd just be like, I'm, you know, I'm just, this is just not my product anymore and I'll, I'll move on. But we still, uh, it's always still it has been storylines and, uh, and characters. I roll Maybe throw right up. <laughs> all right, all right. Alan, Alan can. This is $5 Canadian. Tra- Roger out to lunch regarding Raw being better than NXT. I roll throw up. Uh, Raw did 1.8 million viewers this past week. I think NXT did like 692,000. Yeah, but come on, like come on, bro. a million are people that just forgot to change the channel after NCIS or SVU. If Raw moved to Tuesday night on one week, it would still be doing at least double to triple of what NXT does. Wait, wait, what? You're saying? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. Jesus. <laughs> You're not on this podcast enough, Raj. You don't want to pick up my sarcasm. Steve, uh, Steve Marcelli, four ninety nine super chat. Is Tony Storm the next Charlotte? Ridge could be Brock's Euro Bro. Yeah, his Euro Bro from inside of a frigging Wild Wild West 
saloon with that sweet vest he was rocking tonight. Good lord, that was terrible. I can't <laughs> get back. Ever wore that? Vest. that. I don't know why. That should not be my. That should not be my lasting impression. Was why is this dude wearing this vest? And my wife playing it, saying it in my head over and over and over again. Is it a response um, to, Tony to Storm? Adam Page? Tony Storm, real quick though. Yeah. Awesome. I I think the world of her. I think she was a star the minute we saw her on the very first what was it May Young Classic, right? Yeah. Like she was. She's a badass, and she's an amazing wrestler. She's got a great look. Her promos are good. She she, I. Raj said it. He's probably right. She'll be pulled to the main roster. I bet you're sh- shorter versus not. Sooner yeah, versus she's not. A, she's a superstar in the making. <clears throat> I think to that point, I think what's going to help Damian Priest is that I think Damian Priest is too much like Roman in his look and aura that Vince might not want to have someone on the main roster that confuses that. Which if which so good for uh, Damien. Keep them on opposite shows for sure, though. Keep them on opposite shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dizzy Drew, four ninety nine. If only Moro Ronaldo was there, the show would have had more charisma. Seems like the show's missing him. He does bring the energy. Moro makes it seem he like everything does is the most incredible thing he's ever the seen. The World Series. It's like Game Seven of the World Series. Every time he calls something, I agree. I like Moro. I like it. I like watching him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I do like Wade Barrett too. I feel like he uh... Wade is good. He definitely is. He. I'd like to see both of them somehow. Right. Yeah. And it's, I like uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix. Beth. She's good. She's, she's gotten good. so much better. She used to be so bad. Right. When she was on Mixed Match Challenge, and she has gotten so good. She. She's a hard worker, dude. I got you. She yeah. worked at that. Uh, Joni Sean Jenkins with the super chat wants to know what's the average amount of obscure analogies that I use on each podcast, and it's three. At least. <laughs> uh, Bear Hudson, $10, saying, I compare NXT to going to a local metal band and having a more intimate and edgier feeling. I really think that Santos Escobar, Escobar is a legit star in the making. Kushida is another yeah. star that's been injured. Um, mm. I mean, it does have that. In, I, I've always compared it. It did feel like indie bands. And then when NXT guys would go up to the main roster, it would feel like when indie, an indie band got signed. You know, became popular, and now everybody knew about it. Right, it was like right. when the ECW guys would go to WCW or WWF, and then you're like, oh, they worked here. Sandman was cool in ECW, but he doesn't fit, you know, uh, on the big stage. And a lot of these guys don't. Antoine Fair, $5, saying NBA with the fix to extend the NBA Finals. Sorry, carry on. Thank you, Antoine. Oh, did the Lakers lose? I don't know. Yeah. Don't be hating on LeBron. I love LeBron. <clears throat> Ethan Kaufman, $5. Where do you guys think Tessa uh, Blanchard ends up? Or is she possibly signed and they're holding off on her to the Royal Rumble? Or is that too long of a wait? I don't know. I was the guy with all the headlines. I don't think WWE sees Tessa the way internet fans see Tessa. I mean, you know, when uh, there's a lot of these guys that when they get signed, people are just assuming, like Matt Riddle was one, uh, that they're going to be pushed to the moon. But WWE, they have their own system. I don't but see I, I think what supersedes this with her is her name, though, don't you, Raj? Like, you can't flub that up. You can't bring her and call her Cindy Johnson. Do, yeah, or I mean, do you think they do? I mean, you have your Bo Dallas's and, you know, all these guys that have come from Ooh, famous that's wrestling a good point. families. No, no, that's a good call. Yeah, so, it's not, I mean, not well, well, Rachel Ellering, you know. Mike McGillicuddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Axel. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, this before, but some people in the chat are saying Damien doesn't look like Roman Reigns. I don't think it's that uh, 
they look identical. We've talked about before. They have a similar swagger and energy. I think Damien was doing kind of like heel Roman before heel Roman was. I'll give it to you. You can put both of them on the front cover of a romance novel. It would sell the hell out. <laughs> and yeah. The guys want to be them because they're badasses. It could kick anyone's ass in a fight. Um, it's the long hair. Um, yeah. Vibe, the vibe, vibe the energy. They, they both give off. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That uh, is like what Nash used to have back in the day, too. It's just that, you know, guys want to be them and girls want to be with them. Yeah, it's like uh, the Viking Raiders in Heavy Machinery. Similar <laughs> vibe. Am I right. saying they look alike? No, but I'm saying they've got enough. Like the Goldberg uh, Stone Cold comparison. You know, you hear about that bald guy with an attitude in wrestling and pick, pick which one you like. That's who everyone's talking about. <laughs> so... Uh, Damian Priest won this match over Gargano, retained the North American title. Um, what do you do with Gargano? <clears throat> He's like an NXT lifer at this point. He is never getting called up, and he'll be a babyface again, and they'll run through a few cycles of it. Yeah. And that he will be his career. Yeah, I think he's where he should be, honestly. He's kind of like the Dolph Ziggler of NXT in, in a lot of ways. You know, just kind of always there. You could always count on him. He's going to you know, have good matches. and uh, I like him but, there, honestly. I, I did not want him being called up because I wanted him to continue to get opportunities. And NXT gives him the best opportunity to have those opportunities. Yeah. So, after that, we had Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. Kushida doing the Marty McFly thing. Ugh. Velveteen Dream dressing as Doc Brown. <sighs> Matt. Okay, normally Velveteen is doing wrestling that I think is corny. I always think his stuff he does is awesome. I did not feel this one tonight. Um, but, um, again, the match itself, though, was very good. Velveteen's the by far and away thousand times bigger of a star. Um, so, Rice, there's one with boatloads of charisma, yeah. and I always get the sense that this is a big star. WWE, I just don't know what they're doing with him. They feel like they're they've watered him down, or like they, they've if he was on fire, they threw water on him. It feels like with how they've been yes. booking him and who they've been booking him with. Well, I think if you listen to the Wink Daily, there might be a little more insight into uh, why that's I, the case. Oh, <laughs> he's he's had some. Issues. Well, tell me what I don't know. Well, uh, there's, there's issues, been... Why is he even there? Which is the a lot of the fans have issues with. There have been some allegations. They're deemed as very credible. Certainly the fan base takes them very credible. Now, uh, Hunter said, Hunter, like I know him, Triple H said on a conference call that like, oh, they looked into it. But uh, the teenagers that made the allegations and accusations said they were never contacted by WWE. So I think, I think it's... Uh, Wait, slow down. You need to rewind. Okay, I don't mean to make an anecdote here, but you got to explain this just really quickly. What am I missing? Because I don't read wrestling stuff. Raj, you're a journalist. I turn this over to you. I, I don't have all the stuff in front of me because I don't want to get any of it wrong. But there have been okay. accusations against uh, Velveteen Dream in the past. Um, we contacted WWE. Uh, I contacted them multiple times. They never issued any statement. So a lot of the accusations that were out there, like Matt Riddle, they, they, sent, they sent us a statement saying, you know, we're looking into this. It's serious. We're, okay. we're doing whatever. Velveteen Dream, they never with. did. Uh, with a couple, I think it was... Glenn, was it, it, it's been multiple young kids. There was a few like uh, 16 and 17 Teenagers. year olds, I believe, yeah. who said that he was uh, inappropriately texting 
or messaging them or DMing them. Yeah. Again, I don't want to get this wrong. So I'm, I'm this is, I'm being very general with uh, my understanding. Right. I don't of think the it was anything here. physical. I think it was all over social media. But, but it was, was right. so whatever he's done here, you think that affects how they've been booking him? Um, but yeah. no, it's interesting though, because despite this, I mean, you could also argue with Matt Riddle kind of the same thing. It's like, despite this, you would think, and Austin Theory as well, there was also, yeah, that's true. So, WWE's playbook used to be if someone were accused of something, uh, credibly accused of something, they would just take them off the air until this was investigated. Um, I mean, I think some people were even suspended. Briefly, I want to say like Adam Rose maybe was suspended, then released. That's again a totally different situation. Not Adam Rose, no, no. But what? That why was, was a, he? That was a different thing. That was a domestic. Yeah, it was. But it was bottom, different. But yeah, bottom line, I got you guys. So, so I see what you're saying. Okay, <clears throat> I didn't know. I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah. So um, it's it's tough, right? Because I think it's definitely affected how the fans see him, um, and I think anyone that knows this story at the very least, has questions. And WWE, I do not think is... And again, he hasn't been proven guilty. There have been no absolutely. So, Well, uh, and they're lucky that these aren't live fans in there either, right? Because... Yeah. If right. This... Well, and that's what Justin Lopez you, says I, with his super chat. So it's hard for him to get behind him with all the, the crap that's out there. Uh, I was curious to see the reaction in the beginning if we had crowds. And again, like to Roger's point, we don't know... Yeah. We don't know. I mean, granted, you know, when people are posting screenshots and scrolling up video recordings of them showing the messages, it's it's hard to cast doubt at a certain point. But I think the way WWE has handled it is very odd, given the current climate we're in. And I'm a firm believer in innocent until proven guilty. But I think that the fact that they well, didn't sure, contact the people making the allegations, that's a little weird. And I think that's actually why the fans but again, are most angry. But again, you're also taking their word at it that WWE Absolutely. didn't co- contact them. So Absolutely. It's just weird. I mean, like, honestly, it just it makes me not want to cover. And I've talked about this before. It's like I think with Matt Riddle, with the Velveteen Dream, it's it's tough. With Austin Theory, it's tough to really, you know. But it, it, we have seen in the past <clears throat> I got there you. are also false accusations out there in the past with other with other of course guys. There are. So. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's 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 it makes it a little awkward um, with him getting these uh-huh. matches. We don't, gotta, we, don't gotta, we don't gotta talk about yeah. it anymore. I just <laughs> needed the explanation of what you guys were talking uh, about. I had no idea. But here's, here's my thing with this match uh, away from all that. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. to the future cosplay is not when I'm talking about larger no. characters and, and, no. and larger in life. Rest, that's not no. uh, what I think of when I think of superstars. If Hogan and Andre were dressed right. as Doc Brown and, you know, or, or, or Rocky Balboa and Drago, they would, would just be <sighs> You know, they wouldn't do that. If you're what stars, are you, talking you don't about? need to be somebody else. You don't you yourself. remember like Macho Man's Six Sailor Moon cosplay that he did back in the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when <laughs> Rey Mysterio, when he would do the Spider-Man thing, he would do it for one match just as part of his outfit, but it wasn't like he was trying to be Spider-Man. Um, I just think when you're trying to be, uh, you know, a, a movie character, you're not being yourself. It's like your gimmick sucks so much that you have to be somebody else. Well, and it's also weird. I remember like when Alexa was doing the Harley Quinn thing and they were even calling that on commentary. Right, yeah. But I granted the same thing with that. But remember, Becky Lynch lifted her look from Mad Max Fury Road. Like the look that she got over with and became a superstar with. But it wasn't so over like she wasn't being that character. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you know what I mean? It's I tough. Mean, he might as well come out to the Back to the Future theme. Well, that would be an improvement actually. 
It would actually. It would be better. I mean, back to like now. Would you say the Back to the Future orchestral theme, or yes, Huey Lewis and the News Power a lot? I would think I'd be torn. I would. I would alternate it between that. I'd do that for the pay per views. Power of Love for the weekly show. Yeah, Power of Love. Great song. A fantastic song. Huey Lewis and the News does not get enough you mean Johnny Be Good? Michael J. Fox. No, Michael J. Fox getting down the skateboard at the beginning of the movie. Well, power Yeah. Why doesn't Kushida have a hoverboard? Honestly, shoes. I... Guys, no offense. I couldn't care any less about Kushida. I'm just being honest. I know a lot of fans think dig him. I don't know what I'm missing with him. I just don't care about him at all. Yeah, same. So, uh, after the match... Kushida and they're trying to play it like Kushida's now a badass or something. He's still just dressed like Marty McFly. And he's supposed to be this bad. Like, he cares so much to dress like Marty McFly. <laughs> and he's supposed to be this dangerous badass all of a sudden. Like, hey, just don't call him chicken and everything will be fine. <laughs> I love the trilogy. That is the most forced oh, feeling shit in the entire trilogy. It's nowhere in the first movie. They added it for the second and third. And it's my only gripe with the film series. Well, they filmed the second and third together. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying the whole Marty, don't call Marty chicken thing, right. that was nowhere to be found in the first movie. It's a lame character development. Is the only flaw in an otherwise perfect trilogy. What's the Anyhow, reason for him, to go, for him to lose his bleep? Yeah, I know, but it just, it when just feels need to. so forced. So, so Elizabeth Shue, I got a quick story if you guys are <laughs> Yes, so I'm So one I'm of listening. the advertising companies we work with, uh, he, he, they, they've been trying to get us on for a while. So I'm, I'm talking to him for a while, and then I'm like, oh, you're, he's like, my name's Andrew, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you're Andrew Shue. You were the star of Melrose Place. Found her do something. Like, he's like, yeah. And so later I found out that he's Elizabeth Shue's brother. And, you know, Elizabeth Shue from Back to the Future, Karate Kid. And he was actually in Karate Kid. Mm -hmm. Andrew Shue, he was one of the Cobra Kai's, so... Hey, not a chat great story. Room, I didn't please. say it was a good story. <laughs> Listen, chat room, please tell me, chat room, you're telling Rogers like I'm about to, that he's already told us this. Yeah, I like you told the story before. Andrew Shue. I know the story. True I story. Pay yeah. But I pay attention. Uh, the finish of that story needs to change that you've met her in person or you got an audience. And then he hooked me up with Elizabeth Shue and we're dating. <laughs> It's a better ending. <laughs> uh, JGYE Pez 06, $2 doesn't help Kushida with the hoverboard lock. Yeah, really all in on this one. Uh, mm. Garland Jones, $5, first time, long time, huge fan. Thank you, Thank Garland. You, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, so Kushida beating up Velveteen after this is, uh, was, I thought, good. So Kushida maybe. This is a heel turn. Uh, Velveteen, maybe they're using this to write him off with a kayfabe injury for a while. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. NXT Cruiserweight title match, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar. Santos retaining here. And uh, who interfered yeah. in this match? That dude got um, a pretty decent promo, I thought. He's got, he's got some, he's got, he can be a good promo. Santos is like a cool look and everything. I, they're going to kill him on the main roster. He's going to be Andrade on the main roster. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, real quick, this match itself. Tell him who won, uh, did you say? Santos. Okay, so real quick. P.S. His arm was broken. 
Swerve Scott broke his arm. Did you watch that? When he took his knee and put it behind his elbow and went boom and snapped it. You can't come back from that. That wasn't like, at least a dislocation. Like, this is what I mean. And I just got done. I'm, hip, I'm totally sounding like a hypocrite now because I just got done saying I love the high-paced athleticism of today's younger wrestlers. I do. But this is where they lose me a little bit is in the finishers. When they get to the false finishers and the finishers, because in my opinion, you go back and watch this match to the fans in the chat room. Watch Santos's finisher on Swerve Scott and watch Swerve Scott's last three moves going into his big false finish before that. His looked like a real definitive finish of the match. The way he broke homeboy's arm and then punted him square in the forehead, um, essentially, and then uh, hit him with a finisher. Um, that should have won the match. Whereas Santos's finisher did not feel like a finisher to me. I was expecting Swerve uh, to kick out of it. And, and I don't know if they miscommunicated or he whatever he did, but Swerve Scott did not hit that mallet, the, the, that part of the post either. He completely whiffed and missed that by a mile. And so we were supposed to believe that he got knocked out at the end of the match. Therefore, any finisher would finish him off. Yes, if his head actually hit. I would have called an audible. As the heel in that match, I would have called an audible and said, you're eating a choke slam. Sorry. Something that, that's a definitive finish because your head did not hit that piece. And that referee would have gotten buzzed by the, 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 the truck to tell us that. So I'm very surprised the truck did not buzz them and tell them, guys, do something else because he whiffed. His head did not hit anything on that, on that ring apron. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Hector Torres pointing out it was Ashanti the Adonis who interfered in the match. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he attacked. He's Mendoza a potential, and, and he's a potential good promo. I liked his promo tonight. There was flashes of it. I'm like, this kid could be a really good promo. Carmine Vittorio. You you mean with Scott, right? With no, um, Adonis. it was right after this match. Adonis. He cut. Yeah, he cut a okay. promo afterwards, and it was real. I thought it was pretty good. You know, if uh, Santos Escobar gets called to the main roster, there's an opening in the Lucha House Party. Is there? I, I no, haven't watched uh, SmackDown yet. Is there? I don't know. But that's the point, though, right? It's like if he gets called to the main roster, he's going to be like, that's one way it could go. Or he's going to be in segments with Andrade and Angel Garza. No and question. And it's yes, just it's because the way that they book uh, other current and former luchadors in the, uh, on the main English. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's terrible. Yes. It's terrible. He should stay in NXT as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, cool. Carmine Vittorio, Canadian $10 saying never miss a podcast. Usually unable to watch live, but glad I can tonight. I think Candace should have won tonight. I think she'd be a huge star on the main roster. Glad to see Ember Me and too. Tony back. Agree. I agree with everything you said. You think uh, Candace and Johnny maybe get drafted? He's going to hold her down. No offense, Johnny. I, I guess so. Alonzo Smith she, saying, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, brother. Alonzo Smith saying, Raj saying Santos Escobar would be like Andrade on Raw is messed up. There's room for as many WWE superstars of color as possible. Of course, I would there love is. to see that. That's not what we're saying. We're, we're talking about reality. Alonzo, he's, come on, Alonzo. You know what he's saying. He's saying this is the way events in that company continually book these talents the same damn way. And until they prove us different, it's not just us. This is what everybody thinks because they book them the same way over and, and in over, the same and over and over views. and over and over. Yeah. It's like the Hurt Business facing uh, Ricochet and Cedric and Apollo every week, 
all the Latin Americans. Nak- Nakam- Nakamura, as far as how Japanese talents get booked by WWE, at time after time after time after time after time, I right. thought for sure, for sure, there's no way they can mess this up. No way. He's right. too big of a rock star. Not even Vince can screw this one up, right? Yep. Yeah. Couldn't resist. He couldn't resist. At least he's not exclusively in a feud with Akira Tozawa. Because, I mean, it seems like every other... Oh, don't. Everyone else... by a shark a couple weeks ago in his don't, back. Don't say it too loudly. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that, and that's what we're talking about, Alonzo. It's not about us saying there can only be so many of a certain type or certain look uh, or certain it's... background. But Vince does tend to group them together. And putting them in the same damn box that they don't need to be in because they're right. way more talented... They've got different charisma, different characters, different life stories. There's no reason for them to be put in these same boxes that they continue to put these talents in because of their ethnicity or their look or whatever have you. It's super annoying. Yeah. Angel Garza and and Andrade are different characters. They're not – and they got clumped together just based on their ethnicity. Because Angel Garza has got that cocky – showed us time and time again this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Superman 5 wish, wish that wasn't true. Right. No, I agree. Uh, f- it's just, uh, Spaceman 5 buck 99 saying, for the Pierce Cheers favorite COVID podcast. Cheers. Um, <laughs> and James Curtis asking, do you think if the creative for NXT did SD Raw, they would have a better product? No. What, what's the good, what's the great storyline going on in NXT right now where you're like, but they have had good ones in the past, right? And it's been the same team. But so is SmackDown. Wrong? I mean, I think the Roman stuff right now is better than anything on any show. AEW, it Raw, is. SmackDown. I, I agree. I agree with that. But uh, NXT's had good storylines. They just haven't had them in the men's divisions, divisions, division recently. I think I Cross, some of the women's. Cross and Keith Lee was good. But outside of that, I can't think of yeah. any other really good ones this year. This year, yes. Okay. Yeah. But in the past, tons. Yeah. 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 So, after that, we had the NXT Women's title match. Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai with Io Shirai retaining. Um, Stupid. If they're not going to give it to Candice, I, th- I think she's going to get called to the main roster. It feels like. Well, seriously, because what the hell does she have to do to be the champion there already? Seriously. Like, Shirai is amazing, but Candice can do so much more with that title, in my opinion. She's doing a very good job being a heel. I didn't think she could do that originally, too, to to be honest, because I've seen her on the Indies for years, being such a great babyface that everybody always likes, the spitfire babyface that fights from underneath. Um, She does a good job at that. So, to her credit, she's done a great job as a heel, and she's only going to continue to grow. And there's something about her that makes you constantly watch whatever the hell it is she's doing. I mean, I was watching one of the segments that she had Johnny in, where they were ch- literally changed a light bulb or something stupid like that in one of the segments. I never would have watched that. <laughs> but I did because she was in it. So, like, he, he'll hold her back, in my opinion. They cannot book them together on the main roster. It's to the person said it earlier in the chat room. If should they be called up together? I think he would hold her down a little bit. I think she's the whole deal. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Io Shirai is uh, she's great in the ring. Um, yeah, 
I mean, she's, she's had her time. the best women's wrestler that they have. But as but, far but as... But she doesn't need the title. She doesn't need the title. Um, and I think uh, Candice LeRae can use... Uh, they could do something movie. interesting yeah. with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, uh, she's got character. She's got charisma. You know, this heel turn when I was saying Johnny Gargano, I, I don't really care. I'm not feeling it. It just feels... Yeah. He's not, he doesn't seem dangerous or anything to me. But Candice LeRae, I think she can... She can go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo's saying there's nothing left for Gargano, I would say to an extent. Candace in NXT, but uh, saying he doesn't think NXT is going to be a part of the draft. Wasn't there something today that suggested that? I could have sworn someone on Twitter tweeted I mean, the draft something. Is, they said it was on Raw and SmackDown. They announced it. It is on Raw and SmackDown, but it doesn't mean NXT talent's off limits. Well, then why wouldn't they include NXT? You know, why wouldn't they? Because no one's getting drafted to NXT. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll get some talents from NXT, but yeah, I don't think anyone's going yeah. to NXT. Tammy saying Candice uh, book no different than Bianca should have been champ multiple title matches never won. Um, that's interesting. Um, I thought this was a very good match tonight. Bianca though they're doing. I feel like we'll see. I mean, again, uh, you just never know. They can botch stuff up all the time. But Bianca with these vignettes, I think they're doing a good job with them. Like these Mister Perfect vignettes that she's doing. Mm-hmm. They are trying. I just need to see them execute it now. Right. Exactly. But I think EO's been good. Um, I guess it's just a question of like, what's the what's the long term plan? Is she going to be the dominant champ for a while? She's not that... going to get any better. You know what I mean? Like she's hmm. already great. She's either right. move her to the main roster, or uh, yeah. I mean, she. You know, is she basically like a coach there now? I mean, oh. at some point, she's got to move. She's she's not getting any better. She's already uh, at the peak of her of what she can do. Well, uh, after this match, and this, I thought this was very good. I mean, this continued the good. tradition of excellent women's matches uh, in NXT yes. period and especially takeover. And then after, yes. like just to further kind of rub it in the world's face, how good the NXT women's division yep. is, Tony Storm appeared, congratulated yep. Shirai, said she wants everyone to have their head on a swivel because now Storm is back in NXT. Uh, and then you think, oh, that was the big thing they've been teasing. No, then we see the motorcycle outside, the night vision, and Ember Moon making her return to uh, NXT, staring at the ring. So it looks like maybe she's going to get into it with Io Shirai now. So, I mean, I just think, you know, I, t- I tweeted, like, best women's roster in modern wrestling. I think the women in NXT, it's the best roster, period, in wrestling. Men or women, uh, it's just so stacked, and they stacked. book it consistently. You know? There's not one thing wrong with what you just said. And She's they right. do something with the women that no other company does. They give us meaningful women's storylines without a title involved. Ron yeah. SmackDown. So this is what I was saying that. earlier. They do have the discipline and the ability to write. So this is what I don't understand. Why can't they do this on the men's side? Right? I, I mean, my, my theory about it is, is I think that, Raj, remember the stories that came out? A few years ago, I think like Tom Castiello and a couple of people were saying like, when you're a new writer in WWE, they give you the like you start who? off writing for Tom the women's di- Cassie Tom Castiello. Is that who I'm thinking of? The former soap opera writer that went to uh, okay who, who WWE. <laughs> Funny, uh, yeah, Tom Castiello. Uh, okay. But no, I think he said uh, I think it was from him that I picked this up that when new writers start, they start you with the women's division because it's kind of seen as it's not as desirable of a gig. It's if like, you screw it up, what's the big like deal? Practice. Again, yeah, that's how they see it. 
Um, so I think part of the reason is, man, I think whoever's got a lock on the NXT women's division, um, there's not a lot of competition for that. Where I bet you, I bet you Road Dog and HBK and Triple H, I bet you a lot of people are button heads about who should be the NXT men's champ and the directions they should go with some of those storylines there. I think mm. the women not being uh, as a sought after gig has allowed it actually to flourish. Well, uh, so Road Dog is writing for NXT? He's doing mm-hmm. some stuff in NXT. Yeah. That's huge. He, I've always been a huge market of him, his creative. Uh, if you leave him alone and let him do his own stuff, like he is, I used to love when he used to age at my matches because he wouldn't just age at my matches. He would tell me like little things to do in my entrance or, or looks to give our camera at a certain time in the match. Like things not just mechanically that he was supposed to let us know what we're doing for our finishes. He's so creative. He is so forward thinking. Um, huh. I did not know he was actually writing for NXT. I saw that he was still a SmackDown. I didn't well, know and when Road Dog and Ryan Ward were running SmackDown, that was fantastic for like a good year hmm. period there. Who else is writing in NXT that could be holding Brian down or something? Because he really is. I'm not just BSing you guys. He really is that yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know. Road Dog Shawn Michaels is uh, part wow. of the creative. Um, it's pretty impressive. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Um, HBK? Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's very involved. A coach, a coach. I didn't know he was open in the creative process. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a big hand in it. God, these kids. I am so damn jealous of that. My developmental experience was nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so Nightmare Knees chiming in with what we were talking about earlier with a $5 super chat to say that he agrees the booking is very segregated on the main roster. Didn't watch TakeOver, just wanted to chime in. And I didn't want to use that word because I know it's a very charged word, but I would say, yes, right. they definitely separate a lot of we talent keep... into feuds. Right. Yeah. Yes. Instead of, like, spread the wealth, you have all these differences that it creates people's different backgrounds just automatically on paper. Create. Right. It's like when Humberto Carrillo teamed with Dominic a couple weeks ago. Like, they've had nothing in storyline other than sharing the same ethnicity. And all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden they're just teaming up. And I always make this comparison, but I want it to feel like I'm playing a fighting game. And when you play a fighting game, you know what's hella boring? When it's a bunch of characters that all have a similar look, similar moveset. Um, you know, it tends to get more repetitive. I think it's very interesting when you see people from different backgrounds, different fighting styles, uh, some over the top, some subdued. That's what makes interesting matchups. We had Santos Escobar and company battling Brazongo on NXT, you know, with Drake Maverick. That was a pretty good match. Um, I think even even tonight, for example, um, uh, uh, versus, uh, Swerve Scott, for example. Yeah. And the cruiserweight, that was a great mesh of different styles. Yeah, and in fighting, diversity, I mean that in the truest sense of the word, diversity of styles, cultures, looks, all of that diversity is what makes it interesting. It's it's the reason we got into UFC originally in the 90s. Who is the ultimate fighter? What's the ultimate fighting style? Um, And I think when you put guys that have similar backgrounds, similar looks together, (laughs) it just kind of seems a little less special and more repetitive. Uh, It's just lazy. Well, I mean, there's that too. And again, I don't want to get too into how much is that as Vince and, uh, or Pritchard, right. but yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's not, but it's not, it's not, uh, it's like every African American isn't that, that, you know, the hurt business versus ricochets, you know, uh, 
that that feud and no, we definitely we've definitely illustrated this point. I mean, seriously, it's the truth. Uh. J-G-Y-E Pez O six two dollars saying WWE and AEW trying to outdo each other with Joshi talent. Hmm. I will uh, argue WWE's done a better job with that said Joshi talent. I was going to say, like, AEW, just uh, other than Hikaru Shida and Rio. Look how long it took. Like, even Rio, no disrespect to her. I never, ever felt her. Ever. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Ask your mama for one you bleep, saying I think EO is the best female wrestler in the world. EO's really good. Um, yeah, but yeah, was disturbing. But there's no, there's nothing wrong with what he just said, though. I mean, that's a hard argument. I mean, argument to make against what he just said. She is. She's nasty. She's freaking awesome. And there but is. I don't think she needs a title though. And Phil Capel saying I really thought Candice would win, and EO goes to Raw. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Midnight Toker, $5, asking, where's Champa? Maybe he's in the next segment. <laughs> no? There's a next segment? I see Are what you did there. Are we still early in the show? <laughs> no, there's one more segment left. <laughs> one more. And that's the main event, which we talked about early on. Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor for the NXT title match. And, uh, you know, I mean, this this was a great match. Fantastic. <sighs> display of talent and strength and moves but what we're all talking about is the fact that ridge holland beat up adam cole after right and in the a, whole in world vest. is in a waiter whis- whispering the name ridge holland i'm not i'm not <laughs> all the kids talking about ridge holland i'm not um <laughs> uh, i got nothing for you with this um just the match itself like i said earlier i would have went in a completely different direction with this especially if you wanted to get uh, him over a little bit more in this match. Again, you don't let a, a wrestler come in there and just completely steal all of his strengths from him. That's what I was watching. I was like, what do we do? I don't know. And, and, and not to take anything away from Finn, because I loved the fact that Finn was working the midsection. I mm. did like that. Um, I just did not. I don't know. I just thought he should be able to get out of anything fit put fit. Anything Finn put him in, I just felt like they should have automatically, continuously made him get out of immediately. And that would make him look like more of a badass and play to his strengths, especially if he was losing. So he lost the match tonight, plus was outdone, per se, on the mat. Hmm. Like, again, I go back to my example I gave you guys earlier, you know? AJ Styles trying to shoot me off the ropes and give me big boots and crap. You know what I mean? Like, no. He's powerbombing you all over the place. Yeah, no. No, AJ. <laughs> Just like your music says, it's time to fly, little man. <laughs> I, in some ways, I almost felt like this was a bad match in the sense that the action was the action was great and whatever. You know, no, they, they the action hard. was terrible. The action was slow. That's so, the problem. We so this, is my, this was my point, is that it didn't get you a, a, a really good match. Uh, would get you cheering for the guy that's the baby face, right? The like face. the underdog. Yeah. All right. Uh, like yeah. whether it's a football game, whatever, when you're watching it and, and you find yourself cheering the underdog or finding yourself going for a team, I never got that with Kyle O'Reilly in this match. I wasn't like, so oh, I really want him I to win. I did because he was such an underdog, meaning like, and not the way they booked him, but in yeah. real life that he's like the second guy in this group that not you know that everybody all considers them all a mishmash of one, if you will. Um, 
doesn't stand out that much. Um, here's an opportunity for him. And even Wade Barrett said it tonight even. And it was like, so the shoot part of this was intriguing to me. Um, but the, the storyline, if it makes sense, wasn't. Right. And no offense to Finn. I, I usually love all Finn stuff. I just don't know what it is since he's been in NXT. I ain't feeling him. I feel like the demon. And I don't want to say that. I'm not as big as Mark. Like for, for, for like the demon especially, right? Yeah. And I hate saying this. But it's missing. The, we got no demon anymore. You want to watch a series about Bruce Wayne? How's that sound? Ooh. Not that great. <laughs> that, that was a good it, analogy. Good. So the Avengers of Peter Parker. Chat, so to the smart ass in the chat room earlier, that was a very good analogy Glenn just gave us. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony Matt- Mattresson saying, <laughs> you guys find any way to crap on WWE? Yeah, especially since you we just talked about how Roman is the best storyline in wrestling. But all right, whatever, buddy. <laughs> Raj is a bit salty tonight. Uh, it's good. And P.S., P- when you say that, it doesn't make me do it any less. <laughs> Stop wasting your money. How about that one? <laughs> no. I don't know. Okay. So, and here, and another thing, Alonzo Smith saying, leave it to NXT and take over with a cliffhanger. They got to stop doing the copyright notice. Oh, the show's over. No, it's not. Like, okay, guys. I like that. I like it too, but you can't do it every takeover. It's only been like twice. Oh, they've done, they've done this a lot. This is, they've done this too much now. They did it when DIY broke up and then this. Which was awesome. That was was awesome. awesome. It's like, I'm okay. Marvel. Really quick, really quick. Yeah. That was an amazingly well written story right there. The creative on that between those two guys was off the hook. Good. Yeah. But right. it's like, remember when Ferris Bueller's Day Off had the scenes going the end credits and then the end credit scene after the credits? It was like, oh my God, that's mind blowing. Nobody's ever done that before. That was so insane. And now it's like every movie has something in the middle of the credits, at the end of the credits. It's just not as special anymore. They do it a couple more times. I'll say yes. I do gotta say, we just watched The Hangover the other night. Isn't that that is the best credits uh, movie ever, as far as oh. what happens after the credit? You know, with the credits, uh, with the, when they're going through the pictures. It's definitely up there. I think it's it is hilarious. Those pictures yeah. are hilarious. <laughs> it just makes it just makes the movie. I mean, it just you leave on such a high note. <clears throat> Yeah, I almost pissed my pants in the movie theater watching that. Yeah, wow. that was pretty funny. That was hilarious because you're not expecting any of that. And the random pictures are just so funny. So good. <laughs> uh, Justin Lopez, $5, saying the Ridge Holland angle only works for me if there was some mastermind who paid him off to attack Cole, i.e. Roddy and Fish, right. or maybe Balor. Okay. Maybe Pat McAfee. At first, I thought it was Pat McAfee. I did think it was Pat McAfee at first. kind of did look like him. But, um... That's good right there. What he just wrote, actually, that would be intriguing. How often do we say, "Hey, let's see how this plays out," and it doesn't play out? So yeah, we'll see. If if that if it did turn out that way, that would be cool. Like and he, again, he was, he was a hired gun. This isn't a bad pay per view. I want to make that no, very clear to people. Nothing wrong with it. It's just this is it's boring. Another in a series of a company that tends to do fantastic pay per views, and occasionally there are some that are just really good it's just not fantastic but we expect fantastic though it's like you go to your favorite restaurant matt you eat at arby's and you think i'm gonna get my my pound of roast beef and meat on there and horse sauce is gonna be great and then one time you eat there and it gives you food poisoning you're still gonna go back to arby's (laughs) are you (laughs) i don't know after this experience but um seriously though because 
this is again my second favorite show, like or brand. I love this brand and show. So this was disheartening as a whole, um, because I think they're they have they're more capable of so much more, um, un- unless and I could be wrong. Every once in a while, they do purposely. I know you guys think I'm crazy. Put a C pay per view out there. NXT, we've not really seen that. With WWE yeah. and I was with TNA, even I remember we had these su- not subplots, but like these less meaningful pay per views that we had to do because of a deal with the pay per view company or the TV station or whatever have you. I- I'm trying to think of an excuse, guys, because I don't want to admit that this show sucked. Trust me, I don't. I hate it because I love this damn show and I love the roster. I just ugh, that main event, man. That was tough to get through. And, and it was, again, it was a really well-executed match. It just, it, it needed some gas to it. It needed, there was no gear changes in this match. You need gear changes. And for all you smart asses that are going, oh, you do shit on WWE. The same writer, the person that wrote that, I want you to go look up what gear changing is in a professional wrestling match and get back to me on what that answer is. I'll tell it to you. You don't have to look it up. It's when you shift gears in the match like Kurt Angle would do when he was a heel. If somebody knocked Kurt Angle down, let's say I give Kurt Angle a big boot. He's kicking my ass in the middle of the heat. I shoot him off. He goes to shoot me. I reverse him. He hits the ropes. Boom. Big boot to the mush. I pin him. One, two. He kicks out. Immediately, Kurt would cut me down. Immediately would drop kick my knees. And then that's it. He'll mount me and start browning punches in my face. That is gear changing. That's him going from third to fourth to fifth gear where he's irate, he's pissed, Mm -hmm. and you feel the emotion of it. That creates more action, it creates more excitement, and it makes you get more hooked into the story because they're emoting, all right? In this match tonight, it did not have any gear changes. Joey Dorgen saying it's... Because I never felt like my... I was getting more and more behind Kyle O'Reilly. Like, Mm -hmm. it it was just kind of... They're working hard, I I, I get it, but I just never felt emotionally getting... Uh, you know, uh, as in most good matches where you you find yourself more and more invested, and by the end, then you go to the finish. And it, I just felt like that never happened. Joey Dorgen saying it's oversaturated the past three shows. I'm assuming he means NXT pay-per-views have been blah. I thought the Great American Bashes they did on TV on Wednesdays were really good when they did the two weeks back-to-back around yeah, the yeah. 4th of July. Like, those were really strong. That was Keith uh, Lee when he won the title. Right? Yeah, like, uh, and I think Halloween Havoc is going to be great. But you need, like, a good gimmick. You need, like... This was just NXT TakeOver 31. Think about that for a second. There's just no build. We couldn't even give it a name. No. 30 was cool because it was the third, and it was three X's. Triple X made me think of Vin Diesel and the Ice Cube franchise. But this... 31? Come on. Midnight Toker, $5 Super Chat. The Ridge Holland spot should have been Karrion Cross. I would kill for that have been Karrion Cross. You kidding Where- me? If it's Adam, you know, if they did it, have at least have Adam Cole bloodied or something, you know? It did seem like, it seemed like he was like wasted what, and, and Ridge is just what, bringing him. He's like, hey, man, your buddy was passed out at the, at what, the bar. And what about his shirt being ripped the way it was? <laughs> what, what, what were we supposed to assume happened to him in his attack? I want to see your man breasts. <laughs> like, what, 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 what were we supposed to assume by that? It was, it was, it felt lackadaisical. 
it felt very lackadaisical. I had just gotten done right before watching Takeover. Just got wa- done watching Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. Not a good movie to eat while uh, or watch while eating a peanut eating. butter and jelly sandwich with jelly. And I was just kind of like, mm, put this down. Um, but I'm just saying, like, to go for something like that, which is brutal, and then seeing that beatdown that was supposed to be oh so savage at the end. I mean, ooh, he ripped his shirt. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And which is crazy because that's what I mean by a stabbing after the shooting. Because say what you, what I just said about that main event match, you guys, that's still the, the lasting f- shot of Finn, Glenn. With the on. blood coming out of his mouth. Finn yeah. bloodied from yes. this. So that's what I'm talking about, that you had your out shot technically. Even though that main event was, meh, you yeah. still had that. Um, yeah. And then you go to this, the dude just standing there, hi, I'm here with a guy on my shoulder. I'm not saying anything. What's up? Like, that was weird. I don't know. Yeah. Hardcore I'm, Green Pie saying, he said, show me your lack of chest hair. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> well, that's why he ripped his shirt off, to see the lack uh, of chest hair. Uh, Halloween Havoc, perfect time to give us the demon. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Please, WWE. Do you remember, uh, you know Rory Carp? I'm going to name drop a little bit. I'm going to do my just. Where do I know that name? Invitation. I know that name. He, he made the Ric Flair 30 for 30 documentary. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. So we were, we were uh, tweeting tonight. And yeah. do you remember that Halloween Havoc where they built up Jake the Snake versus Sting? Oh, yes. And they had to spin the wheel, make the oh, deal, absolutely. and then it ended up being the coal miners glove match. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. was, like, of all the stiffs, that was the worst. It, it was, but. The build up before that, I thought was awesome. Oh yeah, Jake and Sting, you can't go wrong. But they just <laughs> coal miners glove. Yeah, yeah. I remember being a little bit scared by that. By the way, like really? some the really... coal miners glove match. No, the people in the bar. They were very an unruly looking bunch. They were scary looking. Some of them. <laughs> there was that one where Abdullah the Butcher was in the electric chair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm Hopefully looking forward they to do how. something cool. It's not just the yeah. name, and they have spider webs, and that's well. It. That's what yeah. it's going to be. You would would, would you expect them more than a huge pumpkin, blow up pumpkin being out there by the entrance. If they do a pumpkin, like they, they would do with Gallows every year, <laughs> the the pumpkin on the head. Oh, oh the trick or treat street, fight, street trick or treat fight, or whatever. I there I'll say the, the branding of this, the promo of this, the fact that Shotzi Blackheart's going to host it. It's a regular episode of NXT. This could be really, really, really good. And, uh, yeah, I hope it's not a letdown. And so, uh, apparently Finn... Okay, so I'm getting some news here. Real oh, quick. the yeah, he went to get his jaw x-rayed? Yeah, he's getting an x-ray on his jaw. So, that was a legit uh, legit injury. Damn. Uh, Joey Dorgen pointing out, if you look back at NXT, he's only had four pay-per-views this year, but it seems like so many more. I mean, two weeks of NXT were Great American Bash. And those weren't considered pay-per-views, yeah. Although those were right. really good. I mean, I enjoyed those better than tonight. Those were, was good. Those were just putting something up against AEW because they were doing their fighter fest or whatever, uh, whatever that was. But um, so that was takeover tonight. Ridge Holland, everybody. Ridge Holland. If Ridge Holland was like six inches taller, Vince would be <gasps> pushing him to the moon. He'd be up know. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that. Let me just make this clear. It's not that I think Ridge Holland isn't talented, doesn't have a good look. It just feels like this is a guy that 
seems to have come reasonably out of nowhere or just right. recently, and they're already putting him in this big spot. He was the big go home. That's how you build stars too. You gotta, you gotta. It, yeah. it is. I, I do like it sometimes when we can't predict who the next big thing is, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see what happens with him. You know. I can't get mm. past the best though. For now, hopefully yeah. I can. Yeah. If you're, about <laughs> a, if you if you're killing somebody in the backstage, you're not wearing a vest. I wouldn't think. Well, if you're classy. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. He was only missing a top hat. <laughs> yeah, he's a fancy boy. <laughs> uh, Terrence witted five dollars. All oh. the Twitch and cameo stuff going on. Supporting WWE is hard. I agree more than just that, but yes, that's that's a big part of it. So we should we should bring this up an exclusive. We, we talked about this extensively Friday night. By the way, it was the first half hour of the podcast. I've not talked about this with Mr. Matt Morgan or myself. It's true. <clears throat> Ye who broke the story. He's never gonna like shut up about that, Matt. Ye. Ye. So I did break the story. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. Uh, but yes. So uh, I got I got. Uh, so on Friday, it, it turned out that Vince McMahon sent a letter to talent uh, saying that on Friday. They have to cease all their third-party relationships, and their Twitch accounts are now under their ownership, and they will get a cut of the revenue from their Twitch accounts, but it counts against their downside guarantees. So, for real, <laughs> even if it's under their real name, yeah, even if it's under their real name, come anyone under on, contract. Come, I mean, I, I see why because. You're on TV. I've put you on TV. I've built you into a star on my vehicle. Um, okay, so I get the reasoning of that. If, but I'm sorry. By the same token, if that's the case, then what? A movie director is going to start doing the same thing with anybody that acts on any of their movies right. or TV shows or sitcoms or actions? Come on. You can't do that. And like AJ Styles it's his so Twitch cheap. channel. It just feels cheap. It feels yeah. so damn cheap. Especially right that. now. AJ Styles, his Twitch channel, I have never heard WWE promote it. Like, that's all been him, you know? Yes. And uh, he's had the name AJ Styles before WWE. Uh, Xavier Woods with his up, up, down, down. You don't see no. that promoted on, on TV. I mean, maybe a little bit on social so, media. So, wait, explain to me how it works for YouTube then. Does that mean, like, Xavier Woods has to give, like, part of his up, up, down, down? I thought so they right owned up, up, Twitch down, and cameo. I thought WWE had a stake in up, up, down, down. I thought. I'm not sure about that. They might. Yeah, but with Twitch and Cameo, because the reason, the, I'm asking, separate. the reason I'm asking is because I said it to you when you when we first started talking about this uh, as a potential thing. Remember, like mm -hmm. there's rumors of it right, a while back or a month, a few weeks ago, or whatever the hell it was, Raj. Um, back, and I said like this could be a lot of wrestlers' tickets the hell out of there if well, they're they not careful with this. Andrew Yang, um, he he responded to the article that we posted on Wrestling Inc. and. He's like, wow, that's <laughs> wait for real. Yeah, he's he was on the I, Wink I mean, Daily. We, we have an interview with Andrew Yang a couple of weeks ago when it, the first story broke, and uh, yeah, he he uh, he that said he's awesome. coming after Vince if uh, if the election goes a certain way. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Andrew Yang is, could cool. be uh, leading the Department of Labor or taking Linda McMahon's spot in the Small Business Administration. There's a very good possibility of that. I so, like I like him calling them out on this crap. It's... And it's, it's, I'll tell you one thing, Matt, we talked about this on Twitter and in the chat. This seems to be a bipartisan issue when it comes to wrestling. Everybody seems to unanimously agree that oh, the situation of WWE needs to oh. be reconciled. They need a oh, union big... or to join SAG. 
big time, big time. And as a, an official, I'll, I swear to God, I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Swear to God. It's did you end up? Line. Did you join SAG when you did your acting work? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So uh, is it as soon as you're done with the, the job, then SAG is cut off? Or do you have a, no. a period after? You're not with SAG for life. You have no. to do a certain amount of uh, work each year and pay dues on that work. Yes. Okay. And it gives you the ability to say more lines. And you have to hit a certain amount of lines in order to even get it. Which is weird because I got it with American Gladiators, ironically. Yeah. Which Because it was a network show. Oh, yeah. Me grunting and, and been, growling. Well, <laughs> they've done that. There's been some like bullshit since then where reality shows, they like to make not SAG applicable. But I think you did that at a time when, before they carved out those exceptions, which is great. But you did some network stuff as well. Uh, you, you know, yeah, you've had yeah, some roles. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah um, but no, I mean, the way it works though, it's, it's um, you, you go a certain number of years and then you qualify for healthcare Beyond that, you can get a pension. You can get all sorts of stuff. So if WWE got in SAG, that's actually probably the easiest way, way. rather than them right. having to start their own yeah. Yeah. thing. Uh, Paige, uh, Paige had issued a statement on, on the Wrestling Inc. article uh, exclusively reported by Raj Geary. Uh, <laughs> Love is, uh, it. She wrote, Twitch is my place, what I built with my wonderful fans, a place where people can go and feel some positivity and a little bit of normalcy, fun, interactive, non-judgmental, charitable place. I'm proud of what I built with my fan base, making it clear that she built it, not... Uh, you yeah. could not have said that any better. Yeah. I want to go on her Twitch channel right now, and I don't even have Twitch. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, are they, they going to take a part of her makeup line? Are they going to ask for a cut of oh. what uh, Seamus earns working on the docks at night, unloading S- and loading crates? Slippery slope. And that's, that's what everyone always gets fearful of when these first steps get taken in anything. That's what freaks everybody out always. And this is a very big first step yeah leave them alone seriously man just and let them get their money like why do you during care the pandemic you know like why do you care the, of the timing is just like holy crap uh jim Cornette just had a, a he did a long uh, episode on it it's on wrestling inc but uh he thinks that uh he he's hoping that andrew yang can do something yeah we'll see it's uh Interesting time. Uh, James Curtis is saying with his super chat, the up, up, down, down merch stores done by WWE. Yeah, I think that was a, a joint venture or even perhaps something they own. But it's interesting now, though, that Xavier is lobbying to try and become a host on G4 when that comes back. I mean, he could walk away from WWE immediately and uh, I hope make he set a, up that way. Oh, he, he could probably make seven figures just doing. I mean, honestly, like if he went streaming full time, I think he could compete with Ninja and uh, some of these other guys, you know, that are multimillionaires. They're multimillionaires from playing video games. You want to know how much Ninja made last, uh, how much Microsoft paid Ninja to lure him away from Twitch? He got like $30 million for one year. What does he do? He plays video games online? Just plays Fortnite. One game. I can't watch other people play games. I can't still. either. I know because we're from that generation. I've got to play. You can sit there. You can watch me. I used to put my quarter up <laughs> on the arcade machine, and I would just sit there and wait and be like, "I got next, bro." I'm not gonna <laughs> sit there and watch you play. Except it was cool when Mortal Kombat came out to watch people that knew how to do all the fatalities. Yes, yes. That was in cool. the arcade, arcade watching was different though. They'd sit yeah. in your best friend's room watching them play Super Mario or Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh. Mike Tyson's Punch Out because it was a one-player game, and. <sighs> Him not dying until Super Macho Man and crap. You're like, dude, I've been here for an hour and a half. This sucks. Yeah. 
I'm not coming yeah. here again. Worst, I would worst. watch. I, I watch that like when people fight Mike Tyson just to see how to beat him. Not yeah, to, I not would get, like just watching someone play a video game. I would get right. bored in a two-player game like with Mario Brothers waiting my turn. Meanest thing I ever did to my younger brother was uh, I Not said, uh, while I'm waiting my, my turn, I was like, dude, there's a special level if you fall down that pit right there. And then he died, and it was my turn. Oh, um, way nicer to my brother. He'd smack the controller out of my hand, or worse, he'd kick our Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> malfunction, my turn. Yeah, so I got, I got an embar- uh, embarrassing story real quick before I get to this cameo thing, but uh, I was one of the ones that bought the E.T. game on Atari. My, oh, yes. My, I made my parents the, buy it. The worst game ever made. And that would, because I could not figure out how to get out of, I mean, it was just, you, you couldn't move in that game. It was terrible. And uh, having one of these, you know, watching how to, you know, watching someone play a game would have been good back then. But anyway. You know, my thing, okay, this, <laughs> this is maybe like a, yeah, the very anti back with I can read how to do something in a game and that's fine, but I feel like it's cheating if I watch a YouTube video. Right. And then, like, I have to be at my wits' end oh, to watch a YouTube to... video showing me how to do it. Did you guys so, play King's Quest? Yeah. It was, it was a, a PC game. game. PC game. No. Yeah, it was a PC game. But Matt, what were you going to ask? When Assassin's Creed came out, yeah. then yes, I went on YouTube, and AJ told me you can go on, like, these YouTube channels and watch on what to go and find stuff. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, super crazy games like that that are wide open. And stuff, then yeah, Batman, Saint Arkham Asylum, same thing. I would watch certain levels, but I'm not sitting there like as a mark watch and like, oh my god, you, you know what I mean? I, I'm doing it so I can further my level. You know what right. I mean? If that makes sense? Right. You're not just watching someone just shooting up people. You're I tried watching to, uh, right. how to how to advance. I tried to get my wife to sit down with me and watch all of Dragon's Lair, a playthrough on YouTube. And she oh, was like, I don't get it. It's a cartoon. I'm like, no, but it was kind of a game. And she's like, you move the character? I was like, no, you hit a button at the right time or else you died. And that was the game. Yeah. But it was like a buck. Remember when Dragon's Lair <gasps> came out? It was the first game that was Take 50 it back, cents or a James dollar? Curtis. James Curtis. James Curtis. Curtis saying, you all are showing your age right now. Hey, I'm going to watch Perfect Strangers after this. Which don't season? be ridiculous. <laughs> it's all in uh, HD on, uh, on uh, Hulu. Hulu has it all in uh, HD quality remastered. All right. So back to that Twitch story. Uh, so I, I, I actually saw the letter. So he sent this letter regarding the cameo. Vince sent this letter about the cameo accounts. And uh, basically the talent have to sign this letter. It's basically they're saying that WWE is their authorized re- representative. They <laughs> authorize cameo to make all payments and other compensations to WWE. Cameo will not be made a party in any dispute between the talent and WWE, and the authorization can be can can be canceled at any time, but only if the account is canceled. So, if you don't want to agree to this, you have to cancel the account. This is absurd. This is such a I don't even know what to call it, but this just feels like such a violation of a right, big time. It feels petty and uh... and petty, yes, and cheap. You know, and I mentioned this it Friday, does. but it makes makes me think of an episode of Alice when uh, Mel got mad at Alice because she had a night job uh, singing in a lounge and Mel didn't want his waitresses moonlighting. And she pointed out, if you don't want me to have to work a second job, pay me enough for my first job and then I won't have to do extra work on so, the side. Mark is saying, don't sign it. Well, if you don't sign it, you got to get rid of it or you're fired from the company. It's yeah. it's easy to say that, but. Of course, it's easy to say that because you're not the one in the situation putting food on the table for your family as the wrestler. But. This is super petty. Come on. Like, you're going to get rich over this, Vince? No. What are you doing? 
I mean, people do make serious money, and I think that I no, think what but it is not enough to look like this. This is a big right. hit. I, I again, I'm not reading the news and stuff like that, so I may be yeah. way out of the loop here. I have to assume he is getting killed. I'm hoping he's being killed in the media over this, right? Please he tell is. me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, All absolutely. Right. As independent contractors, so that is not worth it. That's not worth it to me. That wouldn't be worth it. Have you, Have you seen um, WWE promote AJ Styles' Twitch account once anywhere? No. But they no. will now, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what they're going to do? Let me tell you what they're going to do. They're going to go to Twitch and say, if you want our talent on your platform, you're going to give us an advance, and we're going to get better deals and better rev share. They're going to step in and probably ruin it, where Twitch is going to say F off, and then they're going to go all start streaming on Tout. I, I think they're going to take over all their social media eventually. This is, I'm telling you, a slippery slope. They tried to take social media back when Twitter launched. Wasn't that the case, Raj? They wanted like logins to the talent social media at one point, and they all pushed back. So, so Ryback, he he showed his agreements where they were saying they own the social media accounts. They want all the logins, yeah. And yeah. he he shared the contract online uh, where they were asking for that. Dustin Eck, ten dollars, oh, saying Ninja makes five million per month streaming a Twitch video. Something about my generation, millennials, that would like to see people play games and just hang out, talk to them. Guys, why are we doing this podcast? Let's go on Twitch and you know play some Mario Bros. Yeah, I, I got Pitfall. I'll, I'll Wait, put on wh- Pitfall. <laughs> so, what do you mean, talk to them? You can talk to AJ Styles. It's uh, yeah, and they have yeah, versions like super chats. It's oh, like super see, chats, yeah. And that's part of the reason why I thought they this probably came to their Honestly, attention. I'd early be annoyed on. you're interrupting me playing my damn game. <laughs> Well, AJ was a little loose-lipped sometimes, and I think that's oh, what made that's news. That's true. I did see a couple of those, right? Yeah, he, about... he, he admitted he had COVID or tested positive for COVID. There were a couple other things. Or I thought the bigger news was him being pissed off at Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. And that uh, AEW had contacted him. He was almost going to sign with AEW. AJ. I love AJ. That's awesome. <laughs> it's He's come so far, really, to yeah. see him being, you know, just not giving a bleep. Right, that's that's cool to see because I told you the opposite side of the spectrum where he started his career with. Will I ever, you know, will he ever get an opportunity in WWE? The land of the Giants, probably not. Was his opinion of it, and now look at him, (laughs) shot calling, (laughs) and calling them out. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Yep. So interesting time in the world right now, and wrestling is no different. Uh, it needs to be, but it needs I know. to be. This is where we're all supposed not to sound like a corny guy here, but like this is the place we're supposed to be able to go and be safe and get away from all the bullshit that's happening in our world literally today as we speak, you know, and around this. We're supposed to be able to go here and watch good guy versus bad guy, cops mm-hmm. versus robbers. Well, and let our minds just go blah. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? That's why Vince is the ultimate heel. Because he's taking that from us. <laughs> from the ability to be able to go do that when we watch wrestling and get out of our minds and oh, man. forget about wrestling. what's it's going on well, in society. And here's the craziest shit about all of this, right? Is then look at retribution. It's like Vince wants to try and own the angle of retaliation against Vince. You know, um, it's like a good example. Remember when Limp Biscuit and Insane Clown Posse were making fun of Insync and Britney Spears and acts like that? Yes. They're all on the same record label. The same record label's making all the money no matter which side you're on. Well, of uh, the hate. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at that and it's just, uh, it's the same thing. So with retribution, I tweeted this the other day until retribution starts following Andrew Yang on Twitter. Like then I got a leg to stand on. Like it's all work. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
that's funny. Well, the fact uh, this is a, a different conversation for a different day, but the, yeah, they would sign them to contracts. What kind of shitty storytelling? It is was that? cheaper than hiring more security, Raj. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we're going to be back here, guys, in 24 hours, talking about Monday Night Raw. What is Retribution going to do? Tune in to find well, out. Not going to do anything yet. They're still in the quarantine. I think some lights will flicker. There might be some lights. There might be a logo flashed. Yeah. We'll see. He's at BP Matt Morgan. Matt, glad you're back. Hope you feel better. He's at Raj Geary underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here tomorrow night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.